Well, a very cozy greeting to you, Liberty. I trust that we are all keeping warm, and as we gather together, that it is going to be a wonderful time of fellowship, a wonderful time for us to meet with the Lord. And so today we are going to continue our journey uh, into trying to discover a little bit more about the Holy Spirit and also what He has to say about Himself through the Scriptures and for us to have a sane biblical view of what it means to follow the Holy Spirit and to to be a people of the Holy Spirit. And so we start off by uh, looking at something that Michael Eaton uh, puts forward, and he says that uh, there are two extremes when it comes to the Holy Spirit, uh, two extremes which we tend to fall into one of the two categories, Uh, the first one being formalism, Uh, which is kind of an anti-experientialism of the Holy Spirit. And so um, you can't experience the Holy Spirit. He's only to be received by faith. Uh, But then there's the other extreme, which is uh, hyper-phenomenaism. And so that's to be just seeking after the phenomena of the Holy Spirit and the miracles and the signs and the wonders. Uh, And we want to be a people, as we look in the Scriptures, to be Finding that uh, middle ground, that same middle ground of the gospel, uh, both understanding that the Holy Spirit does do a quiet, deep work in us, but also to know that when He desires to show phenomena, uh, that it is Him and it's by His power. Eaton says more formally that the power is not to be seen in phenomena. It is a side effect or a byproduct. The real thing is the conviction of sin, hunger for God, Passionate yet ordinary praying, ordinary godliness, ordinary holiness, ordinary preaching, ordinary love, and ordinary joy. The extraordinary comes down upon the ordinary. Unless we get out of this phenomenaism, miracleism, we will not progress. Many believed when they saw Jesus' miracles, but Jesus did not trust himself to them. People who become disciples merely on the basis of miracles were not reliable. Miracles don't persuade people. They do not have saving power. They gather a crowd, and when you get the crowd, you don't preach about the miracle. You preach about the gospel. And so what does a healthy understanding of the Holy Spirit look like for us? Among the many Dynamics of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is assurance, sealing, witnessing, helping, advocating, comforting, teaching, uh, reminding, giving instruction, convicting, cleansing, sanctifying, all these things uh, being displayed and explained to us through the Scriptures. Uh, Much of the work of the Holy Spirit is in restoring unity in the church, restoring unity in a what we would probably describe as quite a divided and a distant church. And part of the Holy Spirit's work is that we're all uh, baptized into one spirit. And so we have a unifying, a uniting Holy Spirit. Also the release of power of God for a weary and an apathetic church, a church that is tired, a church that is blasé about the things of the Lord. Uh, Part of the power of the Holy Spirit is to ignite an excitement and a desire again and an expectation for the workings of the Holy Spirit. Remember that Hebrew scripture, desire and expectation being the two things uh, being followed by discernment and courage. But the Holy Spirit, part of, his, part of His work is to ignite in us a desire and an expectation for the presence of Jesus 
and for His work in our lives. And then thirdly, to instill great and growing faith in us as believers. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that instills that faith in us. And it's for us to seek hard after Him and to, to continually be in prayer that He would make us into a people of faith. And so yes, there's a saving faith, which is just the, the smallest of faith that we believe and put our trust in Jesus. We're saved. We're His sons and daughters. But Jesus also often rebukes His disciples for their lack of faith as they're walking out this walk with Jesus uh, for all that He wants to do in our lives we need the Holy Spirit to give us faith in every given moment, to step out on the water, uh, to be praying for people, to be speaking words of life to them. We need the Holy Spirit for that. And so we looked over the last few weeks, we looked at uh, the Holy Spirit being poured out as the promise of God on the day of Pentecost. And what we're going to be doing today is in your fellowship gatherings, wherever you find yourself today, I'm going to be giving us three scriptures, which I want us to discuss uh, so kind of try to remember the preach from last Sunday about the promise of the Father, uh, the Holy Spirit being poured out to empower us to worship and to witness. Uh, but today is going to be a time of kind of self-study or, or study within the fellowship in which you find yourself uh, just to kind of build upon that. And so just from last week, the scripture from Acts. Uh, in the first book, Theophilus, I write about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven. After giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then we see the Holy Spirit being poured out on Pentecost as the, they were gathered together, the saints uh, devoting themselves to prayer. The Holy Spirit gets poured out and they witness Incredible miracles. But the idea for, uh, as, as Peter stands up and says, this is the promise that was, that was promised through Joel, uh, that the Holy Spirit's going to be poured out upon his children and his children's children. And so uh, we are a people who are expectant and desirous of the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. But we're now going to discuss through three scriptures and talk about what we read in there about the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives. So first scripture, uh, if you can open all your Bibles, just find three separate people uh, to read these. John 14, 15 to 21 and 25 to 26. Ezekiel 36, 25 to 28. And Luke 4, 18 to 19. As you read these scriptures together and as you discuss them before the Lord, uh, be expectant, desire for His presence, be expectant. That He is there with you, amongst you, as you gather in His name as He promises. And that His Holy Spirit will enlighten you to what He's trying to reveal through these scriptures. So read them together, be in prayer together, be expectant for God to speak to you. And I know that the presence of God will be with you and I know that He's going to enlighten you uh, to the truth of His scriptures. May God bless you as you gather together in His name and may the truth of Jesus burn in your hearts as he opens the scriptures up to you.